Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Dyer. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed in position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. It is stacked for the next two hours, Freak Nation. That's stacked. That's S-C-K-E-D-E-D-E-D. Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car winner from Gainesville, going to be checking in with us. I'm told he'll be checking in with us before he has too many pops in his gut. All right. Ron Capps will be here in the Freak Nation. Gracie Trotter, ARCA Series West winner, running on those general tires, did something this weekend that no other, and I still hate to say this in 2020, but it's a fact, does something that no other woman has done in stock car racing. Is that that's that's right? exactly right. right. This year, at least. Yes. She'll be joining us coming up at uh, 40 past the hour. Townsend Bell, you see him. As part of the TV crew covering the IndyCar Series races for NBC. Also, a sports car pilot who ran, by the way, the doubleheader in mid-Ohio. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Sam Mayer, 17 years old, in his seventh race in the NASCAR Truck Series. He goes out and wins it in Bristol a couple of weeks ago. But more importantly, he's wrapping up a championship in the ARCA East Series. And he's doing all that. On them old general tires. Stat man, have we talked you down off the roof with that big, big Browns win? Take it on a Washington professional football team. Did the Browns win today? I had I had no idea. I was checking to see. I couldn't find anything on the web. Did did they win? I'm I'm, I'm oh, wow. Wait a minute. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you don't give up on your team. You never have. So, you know. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of it. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of it. They, they, they look good. They look good today. Uh, they overcame their quarterback. Uh, they, they, of course, they got four turnovers from the Washington football team. And if you can't win getting four turnovers, you need to go back and rethink what you're doing. <laughs> Stab man, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Which feels better for you, that your brownies are two and one, or that Crashers Broncos? Stop. Are okay, you know what? This is a motorsports which, show. Which Let's feels better for you? Hey, did you see uh, outside of Graham- Cleveland? Oh. Outside of Cleveland, my favorite team is whoever's <laughs> playing Denver. So uh, the fact that they're zero and two and suffering on defense. You know, I thought 2020 was going down a wrong road, but, you know, they're finding some light on that wrong road. So you didn't answer my question, Stat Man. Brownies 2-1 oh, yes, or yes, Broncos 0-2? No, the Broncos, what's better is the Broncos are 0-2. 0-3. Oh, <laughs> Let's Owen, just make it worse. Oh, the, the Broncos are 0. That's the best news of the year oh. so far. Yeah. And we will- hold on. We went to our third string quarterback. Ripian. So, 
Ripian. Ripian. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I guess you don't know that last name, correct? No, I don't. Speaking of Washington professional football team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. He wasn't ripping anything. No. <laughs> Mr. Ripian is not ripping anything. <laughs> Oh, Freak Nation, you see there, it is a motorsports show, but damn it, we uh, love us some football, especially. Oh. I mean, almost, I, um, I almost had the Quinella. Quinella is five, right? Yeah. It's quite, yeah. It's, right? Yes, okay. Yes. Notre Dame is postponed because no, of COVID-19. Right. I love it. Not because of COVID-19, just the fact that Notre Dame gets screwed. The Sooners get their ass kicked by Kansas State. And you watched most of that and had a lot of fun watching it as well. Texas out track meets the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Mm -hmm. I think the final score is 117 to 100. The Dallas Stars stay alive. Oh, right. In the Stanley Cup World Finals. World Finals. Stanley Cup Finals. (laughs) Damn it. The Cowboys couldn't keep the track meet going with Seattle. But man, four out of five stat, man. I don't know when I could say that that. Has happened to me in my lifetime. <laughs> well, uh, unless unless you buy a four out of five card, uh, that's you know that's that's your money they're raking into the pot on their side. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, freak nation! It's going to be a fun night here. Ron Caps, always greatness. If you caught his YouTube interview with us or our Facebook interview with him, uh, he's a big believer in the freaks mojo. Well, he cashed it in tonight or today at Gainesville. He'll be joining us in about seven or eight minutes. But first, we're going to resume with some affiliates and some Crash Gladys pit news and notes coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Coming up in about six minutes, Ron Caps, NHRA Funny Car Champion. Got himself a big win in Gainesville today. He'll be here. Also coming up, Townsend Bell, who covers the IndyCar Series for NBC Sports and ran the doubleheader in Mid-Ohio on the IMSA Sports Car Series. This segment brought to our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Now through the end of October 31st, buy four qualifying truck tires and get up to $100 back with a Visa prepaid card. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher. Valtteri Botas won his first F1 race since the season opener when he took the checkers in Russia this weekend. And there is, of course, controversy as teammate Lewis Hamilton was docked 10 seconds for practicing starts outside the designated area. Yeah, it got real dicey here. He was also given another two penalty points, which really put him at risk of an upcoming one-race ban. However, after some very carefully worded arguments by Lewis and his team, the points were retracted and the team was fined $30,000 instead. I hope we have time to get to this story later on in the show. On to IMSA. It was the Acura Sports Car Challenge at Mid-Ohio this weekend. And hey, what do you know? And Acura came out on top. Elio Castroneves and Ricky Taylor wheeled through the madness and grabbed the overall top spot. Their third consecutive win this season and third in a row now to grab victory at Mid-Ohio. Next up for Elio, he's hopping in Oliver Askew's IndyCar for the doubleheader in Indy next weekend as Oliver pulled himself out of the seat due to a recurring concussion that was misdiagnosed a month ago. Good news for Oliver, however, is that he is expected to make a full recovery and be back in the driver's seat 
for the IndyCar season finale in St. Petersburg, Florida. For all of the IMSA results, I just gave you the overall winners there. For all of them, head to racer.com. The Cup Series race is going on as we speak. Where are we? Lap 254 of 267, so we'll have that final. And Kurt Busch is leading. We'll have that final next hour. The Truck Series was won by Austin Hill. Of note, though, in reference to our interview last week, IndyCar's Connor Daly finished 18th, well ahead of Supercross rider and rally car champ Travis Pastrana, who finished 21st. The Xfinity winner was Chase Briscoe and Arca West to Gracie Trotter. Gracie will join us in about 30 minutes. Also coming up next is Ron Caps. Whoa, I've got a big old paragraph here on NHRA, but I don't have enough time to get to it. Amazing, though. Gainesville went off. Your winners, Steve Torrance, Ron Caps, Alex Laughlin, and Matt Smith. Ron Caps on with us next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your Mav TV. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bouncing master Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool doing this thing freak nation thank you guys for being a part of it that man crash gladys kenny sergeant this segment brought to you by our good friends at general tire do yourself a favor freak nation 100 bucks off now through the end of october by four qualifying truck tires as it's truck season from general tire and you'll get a, up to 100 bucks back with a visa prepaid card check it out at generaltire.com Ron Caps, if you haven't seen it on our youtube page facebook page uh, we spent a good hour plus with ron caps Funny car champion here in the Freak Nation, and he decided to not use up his Freak Nation mojo in Indy, so he decided to cash it in at Gainesville, and he joins us now. NHRA Funny Car winner from Gainesville here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Ron, this one is special, and I say that only because I've seen the highlights of your ass blowing up and then in that final spinning the wheels and winning. How in the hell did you pull this off? Man, I don't, I can't wait to see the replays. I'm just leaving the track now, and this. This race is one of the premier, I mean, old historic, and even with COVID going on and us, you know, this was the race that I flew into when COVID started Yes, and I had to turn around and fly right back home and it got canceled. So it's been a long time coming, but the, but the Gator Nationals, I mean, it's, it's been over 50 years this race has been around. So very historic, but, um, what's crazy is the amount of fans driving in all weekend, seeing the campers just the people waiting to get back to this. The only drawback to that is, and there's no cell service at all. So as I pulled out of the track, my phone has just been blown up with some of my biggest heroes, snake and ace. And, uh, these guys are, are sending me text messages and I haven't seen any of the footage of what happened in the semifinals <laughs> when it blew up. And then, uh, I guess it's the spin to win with a la Danny Sullivan. You know, we had a huge explosion. We went low ET the whole weekend, and then exploded right in the finish line. And uh, and then I was just scrambling to hang on to the car, and ended up doing a, a 180 right right in front of the uh, the fire truck. So I can't wait to watch it when I get out of here and get back to the hotel and get some service. But um, you know, you guys are always you're you're Johnny on the spot, and it was cool just to pull out and you be my first message that I got saying, "Hey, can we talk?" So um, this is great. Ron Caps, funny car winner at the Gator Nationals. This Ron Caps, the funny car winner at the Gator Nationals. Ron, when your car blows up, rattles everything. I would imagine must take a while to come back from that. Yeah, it was it was crazy today on so many different levels. First of all, the blow up was nuts. We've been running the same car, right? And I knew when it exploded, it was big. It was a concussion that, that definitely dazed me and kind of caught me by surprise where I couldn't figure out what was going on for a second. And then all of a sudden I'm on fire and my gloves and my hands are burning. Um, and then at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, I thought I saw my wind line on the corner of my eye. Oh, no. And I know my, my teammate, Matt Hagen, who's a great driver is in the other lane, but I couldn't see in front of me and I could only see out the side window and my peripheral of the stop wall on the left side. So I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble. It's got oil in the tires. I'm still going pretty fast, even though I got the shoots out. And then it's all this eye racing I've been doing lately in these different cars just kind of sort of just came in. It was crazy because I'm like, I got Hagen, I got the wall, I'm on fire, 
and I'm still hauling ass, and I've got to get this thing stopped. And it started sliding one way, then the other, and all I'm thinking is don't ruin the car, because if, if I'm correct in seeing the wind light, like I thought I did, I don't want to ruin a car going in the final round, right? So I, it just started sliding. As it slid, all of a sudden I'm thinking Eldora, all this prelude to the dream, and I just put it into a nice slide so that I was close to the fireman right at the cutout where, where, where we take our turnout to get interviewed. And I just turned it into a slide and I'm just hoping it doesn't catch and these good years catch the grip and then flip me over on my side and it just stayed up. And I didn't mean to do it. And I'm probably not as good as people thought I was doing what I did, but it turned out good. And there was so much damage anyway that we brought out a car that, that Ron Tobler had ready to run anyhow. So all my worries were, you know, it didn't matter. We were bringing out a car regardless. But the fact was, it was so fun to spin yeah. a funny car out and do a 180 <laughs> <laughs> after blowing up and winning and beating our teammate. I mean, it was just, you couldn't ask. So I haven't even seen the footage yet, but I have people telling me and texting me how awesome it was. So I got a text from Snake and from Ace and all these, Roland Leong, all these guys that uh, were there. So, um crazy moment and then you bring out a car we haven't run since last year that's been our spare car and we win the finals running 393 almost 330 miles an hour that is it's it's not supposed to happen that way so i'll take it yeah you cannot write the story if you even wanted to you used a dirt car move (laughs) on a funny car that is just the best story of the weekend ron caps joining us here in the freak nation and yes i wanted to get to that backup car because then you just put us through massive drama on what was going through your head and physically to get to the top end after winning the semifinals. But then you realize, crap, we got to get a brand new car together. It's your backup car, so it's not necessarily brand new. But still, you got to change setups. You got to get everything ready for the freaking finals. Explain that. Well, I mean, I just got done celebrating with Zobler and the guys. And <laughs> the, the crazy part is, and I, I tell people, I, I tell people all the time, Ron Tobler, he's old school. He's uh, he's that crew chief in Days of Thunder that Tom Cruise had. He's, you bring him out of the barns guy. You know what I mean? He has got his old school mentality. And one thing he's always done is made sure, and we, we took this car, it was brand new last year, and we wanted to make sure we had a backup car and take it because we went to Fox and Fox Sports 1, and when we went to that programming, there was going to be, we were going to try to do all live, which is tough to do with drag racing. It, it might be easier in IndyCar and it's easier in NASCAR to have live programming, but with oil downs and things that happen in a drag race, yeah. live programming is tough. So the, the fact that the commitment Fox gave us, we needed to have something ready. And sure enough, today, when that happened, we had 45 minutes from the time we ran to get back to pit area, have a car ready to go and back to starting line because we were on live TV with FS1. So, we ran this car last year at Norwalk at a special match race we did called Night Under Fire. And we brought the car out, made a checkout run with it. And I'll tell you, I probably shouldn't even say this. I talked to my wife. I call my mom first on the winter circle always. And then I call my wife and my family. <laughs> and my wife was still upside down. Like she watched it live and she still was pretty moved by what happened because we brought out a car that had never been to the finish line. And oh my that's the commitment that I've always had with my guys. And you, I've talked to you guys about it. 
I'll jump in a car sometimes and not even thinking this car has never been to the finish line. It'll go 330 miles an hour. And then you think later on, maybe I should have made a checkout run in this car. <laughs> like, you don't even think about it at the time. And so I strap into this car. We roll up to the starting line to race Tim Wilkerson for the final of the Gator Nationals in a car that I haven't driven in over a year. It's been up in the, in the trailer as a backup. But it's been so prepared that we had it ready, and we were actually in the staging lanes before we were supposed to be. So I just got strapped in, and I was like, oh, my God, this car is so different from the car I've been driving in the last, <laughs> you know, 12 races. And all of a sudden, I stepped on the gas, and it's hauling ass. And I thought, oh, shoot. And Tilbert told me, if anything's not right, shut it off. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, BS. Uh, hey, we're in the final with Gator Nationals. I'm running this thing as far as I can unless something's really wrong. And it just was hauling ass. So um, I didn't see Tim out the window. It was running good. And it's crazy. Because afterwards, you think, I just drove a car that's never been to the finish line, and I just drove it at 3.8, you know, you know, whatever speed it was, 320, almost 330 miles an hour, and not even thinking about it. And that's just the uh, the trust I have in my guys. 393. It's just, yeah, the trust you have in your guys, the guys are that good because this is also the 10th freaking funny car consecutive win for your team, for Don Schumacher Racing. How in the heck is that even possible? Yeah, I don't know. I, that came later. I wish I would have said that in my interview because I, I, <laughs> that was a big, that was also a big deal to us. Um, when they interviewed me, I was so emotional about what had just happened after the spin to win, you know, that the NHRA coined it. Um, I, just, God, I, I can't even tell you how much emotions were going on. And my wife, you know, I called her an hour afterwards and she was still in tears because oh, wow. she was so not tears of like, I'm worried about you. Like that was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. She <laughs> said, and she's been married to me before I was ever a professional race car driver. So she's seen me go through a lot of crap. And she said, I still have goosebumps from you getting in the car and watching the final round, knowing that car had never been in the finish line and watching you go 393 to beat Tim Wilkerson. It was so it, it was, uh, it's crazy. It ranks right up there with me. Believe me, I've had some cool moments with Don Perdome, you know, Ed the Ace McCulloch that I've driven for, and now Don Schumacher. Uh, this ranks way up there. And on top of it, it was Ron Tolbert's birthday. So we all had this, this inner angst to win today. And we just didn't think when we rolled in this morning, we were going to have a car that could win. We felt confident, but we just, you know, Sometimes you, you feel like, hey, this is our race. And sometimes you feel like, ooh, man, it's going to be a tough day. And we just felt like we had a good car, but this was going to be a tough day. So those moments are even more special when you're standing in the winner's circle after a day like that. And especially, you know, blowing a car up in the semis, people going, no way are they going to be good for the final and going up there and, and, uh, and making a run like that. It's just uh, unbelievable. Ron Capps, funny car winner from the Gator Nationals. Ron, did you have a chance to talk to Matt Hagen after that run? Be curious to know what he had to say about that face-off. Well, our, you know, at the semis, our pit area was flooded with Infinite Hero, uh, Hagen's guys, Make-A-Wish guys, all of our other teams that were battling for championship. And really, two of the teams that we, I mean, we beat Hagen's team, and every one of those guys were helping us get our car ready and there's no way we could have 
there's no way we would have made the final hmm. without the help. Um, and I didn't see Hagen. I want to say something to him at the top end, but the doctors were checking me out and <laughs> making sure to give me the okay for the final. And then right before the final uh, that we went up there, I was getting my fire suit on, and there was a knock on my door, and he opened the door, and he said, hey, man, do you need anything at all? And and I said, oh, I'm good. And he said, uh, dude, that was badass. And I said, hey, it was only badass because I knew you were in the lane, and I knew I could do what I was going to do, and you weren't going to run into me. I mean, and I met that because he's a hell of a driver. So um, that was all he said. He wanted to make sure I was okay, and I didn't need any help with anything, and he said, great job. And that means a lot because we're battling for a world championship right now. We had to make a move this weekend. Um, you know, I know all of them are our teammates in front of us some points. And we did what we wanted to do. We made a move. So it's going to be fun to go these next couple races in uh, St. Louis next weekend and then Dallas and Houston and and then head to the finals in Vegas. It's going to be, uh, it kind of put us right back into where we wanted to be, Don, where I talked to you guys last time. Don <laughs> Schumacher, he's got 10 funny car wins in a row with all of you guys. But hey, the- you would not know it, Kenny. That son of a gun, I'm telling you, you think we had... <laughs> I'm t- you wouldn't think Don Schumacher had won a funny car round in two years. He is so driven. If you told him we won 10 in a row, he, yeah, he would act like it, we haven't. I love it. I love that drive. It reminds me of Roger Pinsky and, yeah. you know, uh, Hendrick. I mean, these guys live. They've got what they've got going on with businesses at home, but they want to crush the competition at the track. And I love the fact that Don Schumacher doesn't even realize if he won 10 in a row. He might, but he doesn't act like wow. that. Wow. And that's the kind of guy you want at the helm. Well, Ron, it wouldn't be a Speed Freaks interview if I didn't ask a typical Kenny Sargent question. Do you, For one, do you eat race day? How much do you eat? Or do you watch <laughs> what you eat because of your car blowing up like that and you might crap your fire suit? <laughs> well, I, you know, I... No, I have a whole system, and my wife laughs at me, and I've had people laugh at me. I've got a whole thing. <laughs> and race day, you know, I learned this from Blaine Johnson, being around Blaine-O, because I grew up with Blaine and Alan Johnson, and Blaine wouldn't eat on race day. And I don't know how he pulled it off, but I, I have a certain protein bar that's got very low or very little glycemic, very little sugar and high protein. And once I eat breakfast and the rounds start going, uh, depending on who I race, I'll eat half that bar or a whole bar, and that's all I eat during race day. I can't eat a full meal, and I learned that from the Don for home days. Um, one day, I don't know, two years, three years in, he came to me, you know, a typical snake, man. Hey, man, listen to me. He goes, uh, you ever wonder why a lion hunts and, and why a lion can hunt better than any other animal? And I'm like, no, and he goes, because that that lion's belly is empty. That's why a lion hunts so good. And, and it struck me, and I'm like, I didn't understand it. And then later on, we were you know, out having dinner after that weekend. He said, listen, when you eat, especially during an athlete eats during game day, that blood, when you eat, blood is taken from your body, from other parts of your body to go to digest that food. And you don't want blood leaving your head. You want every bit of blood in your skull to help you concentrate on what you've got to do as an athlete. And this comes from Dom Perdome. So I've never forgot that. And that was two or three years into my career. So I'm, uh, I'm very careful. I've got a regime I do every 
every race day and I eat a good breakfast. But from then on, man, I concentrate on, on really what I put in my body and trying to be the best I can. And days like today, humidity, heat, it was unbelievable how hot and humid it was. And guys were cramping up and, uh, you know, those, those are the days you got to be on your best. Well, buddy, uh, we know you're waiting to get out there and party with your with your boys, with your team, and everybody around you. Deservingly uh, yeah, so. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's awesome. Kenny, to listen, here. like a few years ago, we talked after a win, and I was at the Ale House. Yes, and it it was on. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have done the interview I did with you. People <laughs> dig it up. They probably they, we need to delete it. But I'm older and wiser. I've got a 6.30 a.m. flight out of here, as does Tobler and everybody else. And the flights out of Gainesville are funny because it's a small airport. And it's hilarious because every swing in you-know-what is flying out on that early flight to get the heck out, right? Yes. So so everybody, when you see them in the morning, tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m., I do this every year. You see, and you know who was out all night, and you know who went to bed semi-early, and you know who kind of took it easy. And, up, and and I'm telling you, years ago, and the last time we won here, I was talking to you from the Ale House, which is the hangout in Gainesville, and I, I don't think I went to bed. I think I went and packed my clothes and showered and went right to the airport, and that's the way we used to do it. But I've gotten older. I've gotten a little wiser. I'm heading right now to pick up Outback curbside. <laughs> I'm going to go drink one beer in my room. See how much wiser I've gotten? Oh. Have, are you picking up on this? <laughs> yes. Oh, my see this. God. He's, I know. It's scary. I'm going to get a good night's sleep <laughs> and then show up and make fun of all the drunk guys that are hungover at the 5.30 a.m. flight out of this little airport. So it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that part. I've got so much wiser in my, my years here. <laughs> oh, Older man. wiser Ron <laughs> Well, RC, I, uh, I guess go uh, enjoy your your uh, solo party in your hotel room. All right. And I'm not sponsored by Outback, by the way. <laughs> but I am going to Outback for curbside. I'm getting an Outback special with sweet potato and a salad. In case you're wondering. Again, healthy food going in that body. <laughs> I know. See, sweet potato with nothing else. Plain. Ronnie, give us a call after you win St. Louis. Okay, you're on. <laughs> See you, bud. <laughs> See you, man. If you're a regular here, you know I love Formula Drift and the business-like way the founders run the series. The COVID issues this year forced Ryan Sage and Jim Lau to make some changes in the event formats. This weekend was the second doubleheader weekend of the year. State officials in Washington added another wrinkle. They did it without fans for the first time in the series, 17-year history. I read an analysis by veteran drifting journalist Joey Redman that suggested doubleheader weekends might be the wave of the future. Qualifying falls from the schedule, but apparently it's not missed. The 2020 pandemic will force most of us to consider a different way to do things in the new normal. Formula D shouldn't be any different. Last week, the Freaks talked about the money saved when event weekends count for more than one chunk of race points, and saving money might become the bedrock foundation of whatever new will be. Ryan and Jim have led motorsports through dark valleys before. Maybe they can do it again. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Baby, go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time. And if my 
Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Freak Nation, do yourself a favor. Check out their website. Go to lucasoil.com and check out the line of products to keep your ride on the road, including the heavy-duty oil stabilizer. Increases oil life at 50% longer. Reduces oil consumption. Raises oil pressure on those old hot rods of yours. Increases power and miles per gallon. Heavy-duty oil stabilizer from Lucas Oil. Go to lucasoil.com. Uh, we only got about a couple of minutes, but quickly here, Gratian. Maybe we can talk about it more after Gracie Trotter joins us next uh, next segment. But F1 did something that kind of – well, didn't kind of, it surprises me uh, that they announced this today. Yeah. Well, actually, it was announced earlier in the week. It, the FIA informed, informed drivers that they are not allowed to wear anything other than their race suits when they're on the podium after with one, two, three, so victory in second and third. And this is all, of course, after Lewis Hamilton wore a shirt that read, Arrest the Cops Who Killed Brianna Taylor after winning the last race in Italy. So it's a little bit more than that. Obviously, they're not allowing drivers to have anything, any more freedom of speech, you could say, uh, except for what their sponsors are paid to have on them. <sighs> it does go as far as saying that even when you're doing interviews post-race, you have to have your fire suit completely zipped up, buttoned up all the way to the neck. I want to get to more of that coming up next segment. We're going to include Statman in the conversation and his take, he being the Formula One homer that he is. <laughs> Just laugh, Stat. Come on, will you? Damn it. Uh, Freak Nation, Gracie Trotter making headlines as a female racer in stock car. She joins us next. Lucas Oil Studios. Seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. The beating of our heart is evil. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. 
It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. My, my mother was a sunshine soldier. Every day was a dream come true. She said that we were blessed by the breath deep inside us. She could make the colors in the sky turn blue. She said, honey, what you gonna do today? You're second guessing every single moment. Freak Nation. Thank you, General Tire, for making this thing possible. Go to GeneralTire.com to find out more about how you can get 100 bucks back during truck season. Buy four qualifying General Tire truck tires, and you'll get up to a $100 Visa prepaid card with those four tires. General Tire, GeneralTire.com, proud partners of the Freaks. We've been doing this for 20 years. We've got affiliates across the country, digital outlets, including iHeart, TuneIn, Radio.com, and many, many more. Uh, But I will say this. Over the last 20 years, I think we've gotten sick and tired of talking about the first time a woman has done this and the first time a woman has done that. Crash Gladys, who's been a part of our show, has committed a bunch of firsts for women in motorsports in general. But I say that as a woman joins us here in the Freak Nation, Gracie Trotter, she won herself the ARCA West race in the Bullring in Las Vegas. She joins us now. And Gracie, it, it it may not sound silly to you, but it still sounds silly to us that we just we talk about gender when it comes to racing. But it's still not lost on the fact that you ran a great race and kicked some ass in that Arca West race to grab that win to be the first woman to do such a thing. Congratulations! Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. As it was an awesome race practice didn't go too well for us i didn't know where we were going to stand we actually uh they do the practice deal and include qualifying with it so whatever your fastest time is during our one hour practice session is where you start and we just didn't 
we just didn't have the car right. Kind of, I didn't really know where we stood, and um, but I knew we would have a good car for the race. We always do. Um, usually qualifying isn't my thing, so I'm working on trying to get better at that also. But uh, the car was great during the race. I mean, I like I said, I didn't have any complaints about the car. It was a little bit on the loose side, but it was a perfect race car to me, and um, I felt like I didn't even have to. I that I didn't have to drive the car that the car drove itself and we just worked our way through the field stayed smart and uh, my spotter and crew chief kept telling me to slow down save uh, I felt like I couldn't <laughs> slow down anymore <laughs> so uh, we took the lead on lap 55 and just walked away so uh, dominated the race it, it was a great day uh, I really wanted to win at Vegas uh, when I went there earlier this year, we had a really good run, uh, finished fourth. And I was like, man, I, I want to come back here and win next year. And we ended up getting an opportunity to come back uh, later in the year. So I was really happy about that and uh, really glad to get my first car to win there. Gracie Trotter running on those general tires, joining us here in the Freak Nation, a big win at the bull ring in Las Vegas. But this is coming from a girl that spends her time on the East Coast. You're you're out on the West Coast with Bill McAnally Racing, and we know Bill. We know what Bill McAnally Racing has done over the last 20-plus years with numerous NASCAR Cup drivers, where he's been somewhat of a, a feeder feeder series himself. Did you realize the magnitude of what Bill McAnally Racing uh, has done for others in stock car racing prior to you joining up with him? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've been following Bill McAnally Racing for a while, actually. Uh, ever since I got on with the Twitter Racing Program about four years ago, uh, I actually got invited out there to test one of his cars in 2017. Uh, that was the same year that Haley uh, was testing, too, uh, and she got the ride for the next year. And I got there, and I actually couldn't fit in the car, <laughs> so I didn't get to test the car. I got, I got to watch. So, uh, that was out at Irwindale Speedway. And so I got to watch, didn't get to race, didn't get to test the car. But, um, ever since then, I've been following BMR, watching, um, all the wins and all the great accomplishment that team has gotten. I've always wanted to race for the team. So, uh, here we are. It's still kind of thrill ever since Bill called me the one day and was like, Hey, Gracie, come race for me next, next year, um, at the end of last year. So, uh, it's been awesome working with the team. Uh, great people over there, great equipment. So um, Bill's the best out on the West. Oh, I like that. Gracie Trotter <laughs> joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And it's just incredible, this race. I want you to try to walk us through as we're, I believe, creeping up on lap 50 of 150 before you do this three-wide pass. There's not enough room there for a three-wide pass, but you did it. And you just talked about how your car was a little loose. You did it, and you made it stick, and you went on to lead 95 laps. How did that all come about? What did you see before it happened, and how did you execute? Yeah, sure. It kind of all happened pretty quick. Um, I remember (laughs) it was on a restart, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, And my father was like, go, go, go. And I was like, okay. Like, I I was like a little skipped on how I could make it work. But um, I knew I could do it. I knew the car was capable of doing it. Um, and just never lifted. So kind of made it work and let the other two guys kind of work for it. So from there, uh, the car was handled great, like I was saying, and it I took off from the rest of the field. So 
I couldn't have had a better car than I had. It's so awesome to look at your resume because you're a third generation racer. You started in go-karts at, I believe, what, seven or eight years old. And then your resume just reads the first female to win this series, the first female to win that series. And we're talking (laughs) with you now as the first female to take a win in an ARCA sanctioned series. You are the real deal. It, it, like Kenny was alluding to at the beginning of this interview, it kind of stinks that it's 2020 and we still have to refer to the first female to do (laughs) fill in the blank. But my God, you are showing all the signs of being the person that we're going to be following for the next 20 years to be that first female, cross that off, the next female, the next just plain race winner. This is amazing. Where do your chops truly come from? Say that again. Sorry, I couldn't hear you all. No, where do your where do your racing where does your racing blood truly come from? I mean, you've got the passion, you've got the talent. Your resume reads incredibly. So where does this come from for you to be so dang good so fast? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like my dad, he raced. He's actually from Texas, and his dad raced. So my dad ended up moving to North Carolina when he was around twenty-one years old. He packed up all his stuff in his pickup truck and moved here, and. He wanted to go racing. He raced out at Hickory, Concord Speedway, uh, just doing what he could to go racing, but he couldn't afford to move up to the next level. So he ended up starting this company, Calico Coatings, in 1997, and he started up a race team. So he had uh, two USAC midgets. He ran the USAC midget program here in uh, North Carolina, and he had a late model stock. So I grew up going to the track every single weekend with my dad. My little brother, he wasn't too interested, but I was the one that was <laughs> interested in it. So, uh, surprisingly, but, uh, I was always begging him to take me with him. And, uh, finally, when I was around seven, eight, I kept begging my dad because I was actually the trophy girl a couple times out at some racetracks because oh, I was there so much. Everyone knew me. So they would ask me to be the trophy girl. And I was like, dad, I don't think I want to do this. I want to go racing. So, uh, he took me to a town called Kershaw, South Carolina in the middle of nowhere at a go-kart track. We rented some go-karts and he went out with me. Uh, and he, we went on a couple laps and then one time he spun me out to see how I would react. So he came over, I was covered in dirt. Uh, I was out in the grass and he came up. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, let's go do it again. So I I liked it from there. So I I fell in love with it from there. Racing was my thing. And uh, me and my dad, it was just me and him going go-kart racing every weekend. And it was, he's taught me everything. He's the one who's given me all the drive to do this. And um, ever since then, we've kind of just had opportunity after opportunity. So uh, my dad has done it all. Gracie Trotter is 19, ARCA K&N winner at Las Vegas Bullring. Gracie, I want to ask you one more question about gender racing, because a lot of women that we've talked to in the past 20 years have said they feel like they're doing something to encourage other women to come online and get involved in racing as something other than the uh, the track princess. <laughs> do you <laughs> do you have that in your mind when you're racing? When the little girls come to your uh, your your autograph session and want your autograph, do you do you think about them coming online eventually? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, 
uh, seen that. I don't know if anyone's seen the video that Toyota posted about the little girl watching my race, uh, cheering me on after I won the ARCA race. Uh, but yeah, like being a female in the sport, as I'm racing, as I'm driving, I'm just thinking about another girl out there, or just another driver out there uh, in the sport. And one question that I get asked a lot is, do you, how do you feel being a female uh, in the sport? And I say, well, that's a question you should ask the guys how they think about racing against me. So, <laughs> yes. Good so, for you. That's a question you could ask the guys. So uh, I just feel like another driver out there. But, yeah, it's really cool getting to see um, all the little girls that come up to me wanting to be a race car driver, asking for advice. And uh, one big thing that my dad has always told me is to always have fun. No matter if it's a bad day or a good day at the racetrack, just to go out there, race, and have fun. So uh, that's the biggest thing to me. Now, in racing today, a lot of drivers have to bring their own money to the program. Are people asking you to bring your money to the program to get a seat as you move up? Or are wins like this important enough that people are going to come to you and say, I want you to drive my car? Yeah, as, as I've moved up the ranks, like over with Rev Racing, this is my second year with them. Um, I've been asked to come race for them. So as I'm starting to win more, like winning in, when I was winning a lot in Legend Cars, it kind of just came to me. So uh, that's been great. Uh, my family, we, we haven't really grown up on much money going racing. So we've just been kind of doing it as we can. And uh, my dad told me it was about, Five or six years ago, when I was racing Bandler and Legend Cars, he told me he'll take me to the front gates of Hickory Motor Speedway and we can run his old late model stock from the 90s. And that's all he could do. And he said, I'd have wow. to figure out the rest. And not too long after that is when I got a call from Toyota, from Jack Irving out there, and he wanted me to come test the late model in California. So Jeez. that's kind of where it all started for me. That's where my whole journey to get here where that's I am cool. now is that's where it started. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. What a story. That's that. What a that's stunning. That's <laughs> stunning. That how many drivers good or bad can't say that. And that's good that your, your merit is what's moving you up the ladder. Congratulations. Yeah, so thank you so much. to see. It's, yes, keep it on. All right, well, hey, Gracie, we're going to let you go, but I, I got a feeling that there will be uh, numerous times when you join us here in the Freak Nation. We've been doing this radio show across the country for 20 years. You're 19 years old. I got a feeling if we continue on for another 20 uh, that you'll be joining <laughs> us here numerous times. But I will say this. Do I need to send you some Whataburger out to Lake Norman? Here please soon. do <laughs> please do i i have some cousins and family in texas and i'm always asking me to asking them to send me some water burgers so even if it's just ketchup the package of ketchup i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> look i was born and raised in dallas and people don't un don't understand my fascination for water burger I think Whataburger's got it's a leaps and bounds above in and out burger <laughs> oh 100 percent <laughs> yeah. I, I always tell people I always tell people I don't really like in and out burger and people oh, always Butter no. Burger is the way to go. And <laughs> a girl. Yeah. I, and I, I always try to get my layovers in Dallas so I can go get Whataburger or Papa Do's. 
I love Baba it. Dose, yeah. Yeah. Your daddy rose you your daddy raised you right, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is awesome, man. Congratulations and we welcome you on our show anytime uh, that we can get you in here, Gracie. Awesome. Well, thank you for letting me share my story. Congratulations, Grace. Thank you. Gracie Sweet. Trotter yes. here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Can we I just read you a little factoid about her? Hold on just a second, though. Hold on, hold on. It is, it's so interesting. She has eight ARCA West starts this year with an average finish of 4.1. And of course, let's see, that was her sixth top five. And of course, the win. That's stunning. That, that, eight starts and an average pl- finishing place of fourth. Wow. Yeah. I'm just glad that she's not, you know, her dad's not rich and she's bringing satchels of money and throwing them at people and say, right. I want that seat. She's doing it on merit. But I don't know about this Whataburger and in and out I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother frame of reference that knocked her down a peg in my book. Are you saying you won't support her if she gets up to the NASCAR Cup Series with a Waterburger sponsorship? You won't support that car? I don't. I don't know. I mean, she's got to come. She's got to come <laughs> stronger with In and Out. You know, I'll support her because she's a nice kid and she's working hard and deserves <laughs> every break. And will probably finish better than some other women that we've talked to who got chances in the Cup Series. But she's got to come stronger with In and Out. Oh, poor Gracie. Kenny, you'll always have the other side of that. Yep. Will do. <laughs> that is just, I didn't expect that story for the yeah. last 10, yeah. 15 minutes. That's fantastic. Yeah. We could get Jimmy Johnson in here, Scott Dixon, John Force, and, and all of them have great stories. Jimmy Johnson, John Force, Scott Dixon, all is three they, of those yeah. guys, similar they, to what yeah. Grace, Gracie's going through. But man, it's just a, it's just a reminder that it's still out there, Freak Nation. The rawness of winning is out there. Big second hour of the Freaks coming up, including Townsend Bell, IndyCar Series, NBC reporter, analyst, coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, Townsend Bell, IMSA sports car pilot, ran the doubleheader in Ohio this weekend. Also, you may know him by his IndyCar coverage for NBC. You see him in the booth with two other gentlemen. He'll be joining us in about 12 minutes here in the Freak Nation. Also coming up this hour, (laughs) we just had a 19-year-old Join us about a big win in the in the bull ring in Las Vegas. Arca West Series. 
uh, Gracie Trotter running on General Tires. We're about to have a 17-year-old who got a contract about a month ago with Junior Motorsports, <laughs> seven races in the NASCAR Truck Series, Statman, and gets a race in the Truck Series. It's 17, Statman. Could you tie your shoes at 17? Barely. I mean, I got sweaters now hanging in my closet that are older than these kids. I mean, it's. I mean, how do you? I, 17 years old. I mean, I. You know, I yes. was just. I was just learning how to not pick my nose in public when I was 17, and here they are winning races against people that are probably older than their parents. Right. Here's the deal. You do, and it always makes me laugh. You do have the funny comparisons. I have socks older than these people, or I have I have sweaters older than. These. However, the three of us on this show right now, we do have a Speed Freaks leather jacket that is older than those two, ex- these two drivers exactly. that we have on tonight. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we were we were vet. This show was a veteran brand before these kids were born. <laughs> oh, what is happening? You beat Statman, you hit the nail on the head. Matt Crafton, multi-time NASCAR Truck Series uh winner and champion. 44 years old. He is probably older than Sam Mayer's parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's a good chance of it. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. A national brand. We were a national brand before these kids were born. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. So Sam Mayer, 17 years old, uh, winning on those general tires in the ARCA series. Uh, He'll be joining us. And a guy who just joined with Junior Motorsports. (laughs) It's it's incredible story, man. It's uh, it's if. Well, Gracie Trotter was the one who won on the general tires this weekend at the right. bull ring. Sam Mayer, it, he won the Sioux Chief Showdown, but got second place this weekend. On general tires. On general tires, yes. Uh, real quick here. Do we have enough time? What time? Uh, shoot, two minutes. Statman, uh, you heard Crasher talking about this in about 30 minutes ago, about Formula One restricting their drivers, one, two, and three drivers, the podium finishers, from wearing anything but their fire suits. Uh, does this surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. In fact, when I saw him walk up on the podium wearing that shirt, I knew it was going to be a problem because they can't take the risk of uh, sponsors saying, you know, get that blank off, my, you know, out of my name. With It could get ugly, and they don't want that. And it's different than the NBA where they don't have individual sponsors uh, for for uh, players, but they have individual sponsors for drivers, and they can't ri- take the risk of losing them because of some politics. And Crasher, we're talking about Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. with the shirt that he wore recently. Yes, that says "Please arrest," or I don't even know if it said "Please said, arrest the cops who shot Breonna Taylor." The only thing that I question is why would the FIA have to put this out there when, like you referenced, Statman. It's individual sponsors with individual drivers. So wouldn't they just have their own little one-on-one meeting and say, hey, you know what? Don't like you wearing that shirt. Let's just keep it all buttoned up. 30-second stat, man. Uh, no. I mean, they, they do not want this political stuff any more than what Hamilton is already doing in the uh, in the Formula One. They don't want it. 
and I would guess the people that own Formula One now are pretty conservative. They're, they, Liberty. The, yeah, Liberty. So they're probably not going to be voting for Biden. Uh, my money's on that Lewis Hamilton does not abide by the rules. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's my. That's that's where I'm going. I'd with lean this. in that direction. Uh, Freak Nation going to resume with some affiliates and pit news and notes coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates in the Freak Nation. Thank you for being a part of this big old 20-year anniversary of Speed Freaks. Coming up in moments, Townsend Bell, NBC analyst, insider, covering your IndyCar series. He'll be joining us in moments. But this segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the line of tires and you big old fat truck owners. It's truck season. Buy four qualifying truck tires and get up to a hundred bucks back with a Visa prepaid card from General Tires. It's GeneralTire.com. Crasher. Well, this weekend was Gainesville for the NHRA. Yes, Gainesville in September. The precise NHRA race that was postponed when COVID-19 got really bad in the U.S. Just one day after the NBA halted their season back in March, NHRA was running sportsman cars, but then yanked the weekend as the data further came in. And we all remember that week. It was just absolutely insane. But Gainesville, the Gator Nationals, finally concluded today with fans, and it did not disappoint. Steve Torrance won top fuel in a Don Garlitz tribute rail. Ron Caps won his fourth Gator Nationals after blowing up in the semis and then resorting to a backup car in the finals. If you missed our Ron Caps interview from last hour, you must check it out. Speedfreaks.tv. It was very revealing and, well, very fun. Alex Laughlin won his first pro stock race this season, and Matt Smith did the same. After qualifying number one in pro stock motorcycle, Smith went on to win his first race of the season as well. The Gators were well worth the wait. Let's just say that. NASCAR just wrapped up last hour. The cup race went to Kyle Busch, the Xfinity Series to Chase Briscoe, Arca West. We just heard from her, Gracie Trotter. Again, check out speedfreaks.tv for that interview. Great story. And in the truck series, it was Austin Hill who took the win. But in reference to our interview last week, IndyCar's Connor Daly finished 18th, well ahead of Supercross rider and rally car champ Travis Pastrana, who finished 21st. The Acura Sports Car Challenge at Mid-Ohio was this weekend, and how about this? An Acura came out on top. Elio Castroneves and Ricky Taylor wheeled through the madness and grabbed the overall top spot, their third consecutive win this season and third year in a row to grab victory at Mid-Ohio. Elio will be in an IndyCar next weekend, the IndyCar doubleheader filling in for Oliver Askew. And finally, it was Valtteri Bottas who won the F1 race in Russia. Check out more information, racer.com. Townsend Bell. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products. It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. this freak nation from the lucas oil studios thank you guys for hanging out Statman, crash gladys kenny Sargent, at speed freaks on twitter facebook instagram are there for you speedfreaks.tv uh he's been in here several times over those 20 years in different configurations man this time again with uh, nbc sports covering your indycar racing and then again your sports car pilot with the emsa series this weekend in mid ohio townsend bell joining us here in the freak nation I, I I would think that you might have learned your lesson that you're trying to split between sports car racing and calling IndyCar 
races. But then again, it wasn't the same weekend this weekend, Townsend. Yeah, everything's surprisingly chill when I don't try to do two at once. So um, that's all behind <laughs> us for this year. But um, it seems like we do pretty well uh, results-wise when we're really up against it. Um, not so much today. We uh, just just unlucky there on the start and uh, BMW got into us and, and um, Frank hit some front end damage. And then we, from there it was just soldiering home with like what's seemingly about three miles worth of duct tape to, to <laughs> put the thing back together. But uh, always fun racing at mid Ohio. So nice to see fans, man. It was packed on the hillside down in turn four, which was awesome. And then our teammate Lexus, Jack Fox, Jack Hawksworth won the race, which was awesome. Uh, he, he did. Yeah. Such a such a great weekend and did an awesome job to bring it home. So that was cool to see, but we were bummed for ourselves. Uh, but back to Indy next weekend for a double header at the uh, Harvest Grand Prix on NBC. Townsend Bell, you race in sports cars and IndyCar. You're an athlete, and you know athletes in all sports need practice. You find it difficult to jump into a sports car after you've been out of one for several weeks, and vice versa. Do you find it difficult to jump into an IndyCar when drivers have these four or five weeks sabbaticals between races? You know, I've been doing it. I've been doing it the wrong way for so long that I'm used to it. And by the wrong way, I mean. <laughs> You know, for years, I just did the Indy 500. And the first couple of years that I did that, you know, the, the first few laps were just, you know, it's like it's like the first shot of whiskey after five years off or something. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a eye-opener, just the speed and, and, you know, the physical demands required. And then you just you almost get used, as strange as it sounds, you build up a tolerance to the unexpected and that kind of wow factor. Um, and so now that I'm racing full time in sports cars the last couple of years, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm more used to it than, than most just having done the one-offs at, at Indy for so many years. So it's not bad. And, and my Lexus racing team does such a great job kind of preparing the car, making sure that everything's fully dialed when we get there, um, that it, it's as easy as it could be. It's never easy, but it, it feels pretty normal these days, even with the long, long breaks between races sometimes. But what about from an IndyCar perspective, the drivers that you talk to with this time off, they're younger guys. They don't have the seat time that maybe the older drivers do. Is there a, is there a drop off up until maybe the first two or three laps and then they, they gain control of that thing? Or am I just trying to make something out of nothing? No, you know, there's, there's a, a bunch of tiny little things that I think, um, you know, Granted, the say the first stint of the race, and I think it's when the race where it re really reveals itself. There's just there could be twenty or thirty little things in terms of just driving technique and hitting your marks and getting back into a rhythm. But after that first stint, I think you settle you settle right in. You know, the kids these days, and I can say that because yeah. uh, <laughs> I just realized we've been doing this we've been doing this twenty years, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, the kids these days, you know, they've got they've got these fantastic simulators, right? And so everybody's got a simulator. Everybody's got the ability to, to at least use that tool, which is very sophisticated. Now, even the stuff that, that racing drivers have at home, I've got one now too. It's just unbelievable how accurate they are. So it really, in terms of knocking the rust off, you kind of have no excuses these days. Um, but there's nothing like the real thing. And, and, and like I said, it's always a bit of an eye opener. Uh, the first go, we'll find out, you know, James Hinchcliffe will be really interesting to watch because, he hasn't been racing full time, but he steps into that number 26 Andretti car this weekend 
um, jumping, you know, jumping into the furnace and, uh, we'll, we'll see how he adjusts, um, having taken off the last, you know, four or five, six races since the Indy 500. Absolutely. James Hinchcliffe and also Elio Castroneves. Let's get to both of those guys. Townsend Bell joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. You're, you watched him race sports cars this weekend. Coming up this next weekend, you're going to watch him in the booth calling a doubleheader IndyCar weekend. So, yeah, did you get a chance to talk to Elio this weekend at all at Mid-Ohio about him now taking Oliver Askew's seat? Yes, I know Elio was in the 500, but, again, this is just a different IndyCar than he was born and bred driving. You know what's so cool about, about Elio or, frankly, Scott Dixon or Tony Kanaan uh, these guys are all, you know, my age in the mid forties. I'm 45. I think Elio and I are the same age and he's just lost none of his enthusiasm for just the, the taste of, of competition and, and the experience of racing an IndyCar, uh, full time. He wants it so bad. Uh, he's been working, you know, the last year to put himself in a position to be the guy that gets called if a seat opens up like it did at Arrow, uh, McLaren, Schmidt, Peterson. Um, and he's just, he just bounces around. You see that guy in the paddock these days and he's, he's just so excited, so ready to race. I mean, I could see these guys going for another 10 years. Tony Kanaan the same way. I mean, Scott Dixon, uh, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, the guy's, the guy's got all of the skill, all of the desire that he, that he had when he was, 22 years old and now he's got 20 years of race winning championship winning experience to layer on top of that and i don't know i mean it's like it's, it's sort of found a youth in indycar right now you, you really can't look at anybody and say oh they've they've lost their you know lost their zest for for winning and going fast there's so much talent yeah where do you think that is coming from because you're right it was not like that let's say just 20 years ago, guys were wanting to retire by the time they were 40, but it's not happening now in IndyCar. However, I'm kind of seeing it happen over in NASCAR. Guys are more wanting to get out of the seat by the time they're 40. But again, in IndyCar, is it the fact that you're not racing every single weekend, that burnout factor isn't there, and also you have time to get your body in shape and also get it to relax a little bit in between races at times? Yeah, I think it's a couple things. I think. I think to your point, it's, you know, 16, 17 races as opposed to 36, 38 weekends and cup. Um, you know, it's kind of ironic that, you know, Jimmy Johnson is going to retire from full-time cup racing and come race IndyCar. Um, Seriously. Just because I, I, you know, and I talked to him about this a few weeks ago, that, that there's plenty of demands on your schedule and, and preparation and, and time you need to invest in between those races. It's not like everybody goes to the lake and, you know, goes, goes wake surfing for a few days. I mean, everybody's, everybody's doing everything they can to, pre- to prepare for the next one. So, um, I think, I think it's that, I think it's also safety, uh, IndyCar is safer now than ever. You look at the introduction of the AeroStream. we've had two or three significant accidents this year that unquestionably the arrow screen has made a massive improvement in safety. And I think, and I can just speak from experience that, you know, um, uh, the fact that the safety's ramped up, I think that's oftentimes something that at, at this age you start thinking, e- you know, maybe I want to start thinking about driving with, with a roof over my head. So the aeroscreen has <laughs> been a, a, a big deal. Um, and I think, I think also the fact that, that Indy cars really haven't changed much over the last 20 years in terms of the weight, the mechanics, the setup, 
that, that once you acquire that body of knowledge, like Scott Dixon has, you kind of hate to turn off the spigot, if you know what I mean. It's like I've worked so hard to put myself in Scott Dixon's shoes. It's like I've worked my tail off to get to this situation. I kind of dominate not just on, on driving, but experience and, and being able to anticipate how a track changes over the weekend and be able to anticipate race strategy. Why, why hand that in? Why, you know, why shut that down when I'm at my peak of knowledge and it's delivering for me week in and week out? So I think there's a combination of reasons, but I love seeing it. Nothing makes me happier than watching a guy in his mid forties, you know, beat up on a bunch of 19 or 20 year olds in IndyCar. <laughs> Townsend Bell is in the Freak Nation. Townsend, how long do you think Scott Dixon has to go? He's trying to catch A.J. Foyt, but he's got a ways to go. A.J. Foyt has 67 wins. Scott Dixon has 50. Can he stick around? And can Tony Kanaan still have success? Is he going to be a regular driver next year? He said he wants to come back, or is he just someone who's going to stick it out with the Indy 500? Yeah, so I think in Kanaan's case, I think you know, it, it's been kind of an oval focus for him. It just seems like the road course and street course stuff has been more of a, a struggle um, the last couple of years. And on the ovals, you know, absolutely the opposite. He's he just seems right there, no matter no matter what. Um, he'll, he'll figure out a way to get to the front if he's got a car capable. I think for Scott Dixon, the question is more what what else in life would pull him away from racing, if that makes sense. I mean, I think in order to really think about shutting down you've got to have something on the other side that you want to spend more time doing. And I think you look at Jimmy Johnson's situation, that's the one that's really cool. It's like, here's a guy that kind of his whole life, especially since he was a, a, a kid, dreamed of being an IndyCar driver, went to the Long Beach Grand Prix and hung on the fence like we all did and watched these you know, F-16s on the road <laughs> go whizzing by. And he wanted that. And that test that he got at Indy with Ganassi just rekindled all of that childhood dreaming, that's the thing that I think is so awesome. So Jimmy's, Jimmy's leaving because there's other things he wants to do. I don't know that Scott Dixon, I'm not sure what that is. I mean, the guy collects watches, but you can do that in your sleep. Um, <laughs> other than that, you know, he had his pilot's license for a while. I don't think he's flying much anymore. So that's kind of the thing is I don't think there's anything that's pulling Scott away uh, to the... <laughs> To the, to the detriment of the competition. They're probably all asking the same thing. Maybe they should be introducing him to, uh, you know, lifestyle, lifestyle alternatives and tempt him into retirement because he's so strong right now. <laughs> now, what about Jimmy Johnson? Everyone's delighted to see him come from NASCAR, seven championships there, to race in IndyCar. He's going to be doing the road courses. It's a dream he's always had. Do you think he can win? Put together a victory in his first season. I would be shocked if he won. Uh, in his first season. I would be first to raise my hand and say I was wrong if he did, and I'd be thrilled for him if he did. But I think this is a case of, you know, staring longingly for many years at the swimming pool and then jumping in and going, holy crap, the current's strong, the water's cold, and it's deep. Um, and, and I think, I think he'll, he'll, he'll go through that period of discovery. Uh, early on and then the question is is how badly does he want to commit because i don't think you can do it successfully part-time on you know on the road and street circuits i I just don't i just think that's going to be that's going to be a really tall order i think it'll have a blast i think it'll be super challenging but the question i have is once once he confronts and realizes okay this is what it's really going to take to win what decision does he make and i think it could go either way And, and one thing we know about him is uh, he absolutely 
uh, as, as committed in the past at the cup level and done it better than anyone for a very long period. So I'm quite curious to see if the challenge tempts him into a bigger full-time commitment, um, you know, going forward. And I think the first question you'll, that he'll come across is, why aren't I doing the Indy 500? Because right now he's kind of saying, no, I don't think I'll do that. But I told him, I said, all it takes is one lap. You know, you do one lap in an Indy car at that track, the greatest track in the world, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know how you could turn down an opportunity to, to be in the greatest spectacle in racing. And you mentioned the aero screen earlier and talking about the increased safety in IndyCar. I thought I read somewhere that Jimmy felt so much better with the test at Indy because of the aero screen and then started contemplating, well, never say never to the Indy 500. Yeah. And like I said, one lap, that's all it's going to take. That's yeah. the, you know, taste the, taste the magic. And um, it, I think it'll really, really change that dynamic. I mean, I get it. I, I, I I drove around there with my head sticking out for, for 10 years and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's much higher risk. Um, they fixed that now at the dress. And, um, I think, uh, I think there's a good chance he'd probably consider it, but more than that, you ask about just winning in the races he's committed to. I think it's really hard unless you're fully all in all the time, uh, racing in the series. Townsend Bell. You see him on NBC's coverage for the IndyCar Series, also sports car pilot joining us here in the Freak Nation. And NBC's done a hell of a job in really bringing together many sports community, excuse me, motorsports series on their network, through their apps, NBC Gold. I could go on and on and on. And I'm, I would ask your opinion on this. I'm going to ask your opinion. But frankly, I think it has to happen. We've talked about this for 10 years where – Motorsports has to quit competing against each other and competing with each other, meaning we need to see IndyCar, NASCAR races together. We need to see NHRA, IndyCar, NASCAR races together. We're losing dollars, we're losing sponsorship, and we're losing eyeballs. Not necessarily because it's not great racing, Townsend. It's just a different freaking day. How does Townsend Bell, a dude who's been a part of motorsports for a couple of decades plus, see motorsports moving forward? Well, it's a great question. And I think for so many years, the racing industry really paralleled uh, and, and, and was integral to the passenger car, consumer car industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now I think we're, we're coming to an interesting fork where, um, you know, the, the road car business is going down a certain path, more hybridization, fully electric. I mean, California just announced you can't even buy a car and I think it's 2035 unless right. it's electric. Right. And, and I think that's at odds with, with what racing fans ultimately want to see, which is as old as man and fire, frankly. Right. I mean, I kind of equated, I've used this analogy before, but let's say we, Let's say we have two friends that are having New Year's Eve parties and, and the first friend's like, Hey, you got to come to our house tonight, New Year's Eve. We're going to have a laser light show and it's going to be awesome. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. And then your other friend's like, dude, just come to my house. We're just going to blow stuff up. And you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's, that appeals to my man, man and fire instinct. And I just feel like we're kind of at that fork in the road where, where, you know, racing is probably going to have to be kind of more un, unapologetic and just say, hey, we're, we're all about high revving, loud, fast, on the edge, uh, visceral appeal. You got to smell it, hear it, 
see it and it's got to have a wow factor uh, everywhere you go. And I think that's why, you know, NHRA still has a lot of feel. I mean, uh, NASCAR and IndyCar have that, but I'd like to see motorsports actually go more aggro that direction, if you know what I mean, and just kind of fully commit to, hey, we're going to go, you know, we're at 700 horsepower now in IndyCar. I want to be at 1,000 horsepower. I want to be higher revving. I want to smell methanol again. I want all those things that, that generate factor when I was a kid and first fell in love with the sport. That's easy for me to say. It's much harder in practice. But I really feel like there's, there's, a, there's a fork and a, and a path to choose here, and it's not going to be easy. It's always greatness, Freak Nation. Follow him on Twitter. Watch him on NBC's coverage for the IndyCar Series. Doubleheader coming up next weekend. Townsend Bell here in the Freak Nation. TB, don't make it so damn long before you visit us back at the Freaks for these 20 years, bud. Man, I would love to see you guys again. Right, uh, it's right. crazy. Congrats on all your success. Can you imagine 20 years mm. of hype in this? <laughs> <laughs> 20 right. years of freakdom? Oof. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Who, who the fuck, yeah. right? So yeah. many awesome memories, though, with every one of you drivers. You guys are Yeah, no, it's great so to hear cool. your voices. We've been doing it a long time, and, and you know, it's... it's uh, we love the fact that, that we've got so many longtime loyal fans that still love uh, what what we love and some. So you guys are just as freaky as ever. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't oh take boy. that the wrong way. But oh, no. uh, that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah get baby. your freak on. <laughs> Be yes. safe, Townsend. Thanks, buddy. All right, you guys. Take care. Cool. Oh no. If you're a regular here, you know I love Formula Drift and the business-like way the founders run the series. The COVID issues this year forced Ryan Sage and Jim Loud to make some changes in the event formats. This weekend was the second doubleheader weekend of the year. State officials in Washington added another wrinkle. They did it without fans for the first time in the series' 17-year history. I read an analysis by veteran drifting journalist Joey Redmond that suggested doubleheader weekends might be the wave of the future. Qualifying falls from the schedule, but apparently it's not missed. 2020 pandemic will force most of us to consider a different way to do things in the new normal. Formula D shouldn't be any different. Last week, the Freaks talked about the money saved when event weekends count for more than one chunk of race points, and saving money might become the bedrock foundation of whatever new will be. Ryan and Jim have led motorsports through dark valleys before. Maybe they can do it again. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lana's Ballet! Lana's Ballet! All across the town, all across the night, everybody's driving with Richie, what inspired you to drop this out in the Freak Nation tonight? No particular reason. Good for you, buddy. I like to go old school on the show sometimes, you know? Show my musical taste. (laughs) Heavy-duty oil stabilizer from Lucas Oil is a suggestion that uh, we recommend for you, Freak Nation. It is the OG. It increases power, miles per gallon, raises oil pressure in those old hot rods of yours, reduces oil consumption, increases oil life at least 50% longer. You can find it in your neighborhood auto parts dealer or even your convenience store, 7-Eleven, Circle K, 
QT, Lucas Oil, Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Statman, does it feel like football season to you? Anytime you can watch football game, it's football season. I don't care if it's uh, summer, fall, whatever. Football is football. Uh, do your Buckeyes plan to play a football game in, you, uh, oh, come on. in October? Enough of it. Just because, okay, Mr. Happy that his Longhorns Crasher, won. we've got 20 minutes. I, 20 seconds, 20 minutes? <laughs> come on, quit giving the Big Ten a hard time. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to play. As long as these directional schools are getting money from the networks, you think the Big Ten is going to let them get away with that? <laughs> there you go. 17-year-old Sam Mayer on General Tires making noise. He joins us next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. 
Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long. Get back with the freaks. You follow us on Twitter, you follow us on Facebook, and of course the website, speedfreaks.tv. Been doing this radio show and Speed Freaks TV and all of that longer than our next guest has been alive. We've been doing it for 20 years. This guy's 17 year old, Sam Mayer, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Before we get into all of your. Uh, Arca Series wins and accomplishments running on those general tires. It's pretty bonkers that you roll out, what, two weeks ago and win your, what, seventh NASCAR truck race against dudes that have been running in the NASCAR truck series for years and years and years. How did you pull that one off? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a heck of a, a heck of a last couple months for all of uh, teams at GMS. I mean, as an organization, they're, uh, they're really on it these last couple months. And, uh, I can't thank all the guys that work on that truck enough for, uh, the opportunity and, uh, even get me out there in the first place. So it was, uh, it was quite the race. I mean, we had to start back in like 17th or 18th that race. And, uh, we drove our way up to the front and, uh, we were there at the end. And that's all that really matters is that you're there at the end. And, uh, we probably have one of the best trucks, if not the best truck there that weekend. And, uh, I just can't thank all the guys enough because uh, was, that was definitely a very big win getting my first win in the NASCAR Truck Series. Sam Mayer drives in NASCAR trucks and in the ARCA Series on General Tires. Sam, when you sign with Junior Motorsports, some say you're playing with house money. You always get faster. Some guys get faster when they sign with him. That have any impact on your racing? I mean, possibly. Uh Anything can, uh, anything can happen, but I mean, getting that extra drive, um, from just having probably one of the best weeks of my life, signing with, uh, junior motorsports for Xfinity in 2021 is, that's huge. I mean, having that opportunity and, uh, uh, being part of the driver's edge development program with, uh, team Chevy, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty big. I mean, I'm the first driver to go from the ARCA side, uh, slash truck side, uh, over at GMS over to the Xfinity side with junior motorsports through that program. So, uh, we're kind of leading the torch in that sense, but, um, I'm just super excited for the opportunity. I mean, uh, we're going to be back with Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier and all those guys next year. And, uh, I'm just really excited to be teammates with those guys. And I think, um, having those guys by my back and, uh, by my side is, uh, giving me that extra little, um, kind of boost to get that first truck series win. Sam Mayer, ARCA and NASCAR truck series pilot. Sam, when you signed with Junior Motorsports, I would imagine that you reached out for some advice from uh, many of the drivers in the garage, or did some come to you offering advice? Yeah, I mean, obviously being so young, you have to soak up as much information uh, during this time as, as much as you can. So, I mean, 
I'm just trying to get uh, as many point of views on uh, what it's like over at JRM and what it's like on the Xfinity side in general. So I'm just trying to learn as much as I can going into it, watching video and uh, just trying to understand the team chemistry um, before I go over there. So that's huge. Uh, that's a huge part of racing in general. And uh, I'm just super excited for uh, the opportunity with uh, all of our partners. And uh, it's going to be a good year next year for sure. A good year next year. Man, this year has been amazing. You could look at so many people that say, oh, 2020, I just want to write it off. Not Sam Mayer. You have how many ARCA wins? You're leading the ARCA East Series. You just won the Sioux Chief Showdown, which is basically all three ARCA series in a 10-race calendar together. You are crushing it in ARCA National. You just won double duty at Bristol. Is this your best year yet? I would, I would have to say so. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's the one with the most publicity behind it, but, uh, I've learned so much over the course of this year and it's, uh, it's helped me a lot, uh, getting these different wins at different types of racetracks. So, uh, it's just been a huge year for my career development and a uh, huge year for GMS as well. I mean, uh, we pretty much have the East championship locked up. I think all we have to do is finish in the top 15 or so at Pensacola, which, uh, with a car like GMS provides me week in and week out, I think that's uh, pretty easy and pretty uh, pretty possible for sure. So uh, I'm just super excited for that because uh, that'll give us the opportunity to win three championships over the course of just two years with GMS Racing, which uh, hasn't been done probably too much in the past, to be honest. So uh, that'll kind of be uh, something that I'm looking forward to and uh, hoisting that trophy up in victory lane as well. Well, let's talk about Pensacola, Springfield, Bristol, just all of these tracks, Phoenix, all these tracks that you've raced on this year. Is there a type of track that is kind of coming to be your favorite? Yeah, um, I uh, apparently love concrete racetracks because <laughs> Dover and Bristol are uh, are my uh, my home. So, I mean, uh, I just uh, I love those high grip racetracks where you just have to drive the crap out of a race car and manhandle it and. Uh, uh, that's just my driving style. So I guess, uh, I guess you can call Bristol my home because I have four, uh, national series wins there. Uh, one being the truck and, uh, three being in the Arca East and, uh, Arca Showdown series. So I definitely am pretty good at the concrete places. You talked just a little bit ago about how you've got Arca East pretty much wrapped up. What's it going to take now to get Arca National in 2020? Yeah. I mean, uh, we're not running for that full series, unfortunately, ah. because I'm not old enough, but, um, we're probably going to be top seven or so in the points just because of how good our finishes have been with GMS. And, uh, uh, we've only, I think we've missed like probably four or five races out of that deal. And, uh, we're still like top 10 in the points. So uh, I'm super excited for that opportunity to, uh, do well in that series and, uh, get that, uh, payout at the end of the day. Cause that's obviously a big part of, uh, racing is the money side. So, uh, the payout's going to be nice. And, um, just getting that, just getting that extra seat time in the big Arca series, like a place like Kentucky and Pocono and all those places that I, I did actually get the opportunity to, uh, whereas otherwise I wouldn't have, um, is definitely very special to me and, uh, huge in my career development. So I'm, I'm so glad for that opportunity with GMS and, uh, hopefully that helps a lot for my Xfinity career next year. 17 year old Sam Mayer running on those general tires in the Arca series going to be wrapping up the Arca series East. Got his first truck win after seven races at Bristol. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, when did you know that you, you had the chops to move up the ladder in big boy racing? And who showed their first 
interest in Sam Mayer? So all the way back in, I think, late 2017, we first got talking to Junior Motorsports, Sports, and uh, we got associated with their late model program, and we did that all of 2018, and that was my full-time ride. And uh, we, uh, we really just hit it off. Uh, they loved, uh, they loved how I performed on the racetrack. I liked, uh, how they, uh, did things over at the shop and pretty much everything about that deal was like what I was looking for in a race team. And, uh, we got like, I think four or five wins with them, uh, over the course of one year in the late model stock division, which late model stock racing is probably one of the hardest racing I've ever been a part of just because of how competitive everybody is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it started all the way back then running late models with them and, who knew two years later I'd be, or three years later, I'd be uh, running with them and signing a deal with them. <laughs> there was talk, or there's talk about turning Bristol into a dirt track. Would you enjoy Bristol more or less if you had a chance no, to run? that's concrete track, man. Right. Don't you dare change that. Yeah, I, uh, I want Bristol to stay the same. Bristol, uh, I wish it would go back to the old Bristol where it didn't have the progressive banking and there was more bumping and banging because, uh, that's kind of what I like in a stock car in the stock car world is uh, where you're getting able to get aggressive at a place like Martinsville in there too. So uh, those racetracks, uh, I hope they don't change because uh, that's the fun of it and that's uh, that's the nostalgic part of it. Is that something that you pride yourself on about being a driver that likes to bump and bang versus finesse? Yeah, I mean, you you look at it as like uh, you're not going to get pushed around, and if someone does it to you you're not going to take any crap and you're going to do it back and uh you're going to do it better and uh you're going to be come out on top in that duel so uh i pride on it that you're going to be the one to uh make moves and make things happen i mean at a place like daytona talladega someone has to make the move at one point or another and if no one does then it's just going to be a train and whoever starts on the pole is going to win the race so you have to do that eventually. You got to make things happen. And uh, that's what I pride myself on is I try to make things happen as much as I can. Freak Nation. 17. We are going to be hearing this name for the yeah. next 20 years for sure. Wow. Uh, Sam Mayer's been doing a whole lot of winning on General Tires in the ARCA series. And uh, look for him to do some winning from the Xfinity to the Cup series. Buddy, thank you for doing this all the time. You join us here in the Freak Nation, man. It's great to get you in here, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Not much motorsport. 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 Well, not only that. Much, much, much. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. You're free. Not much motorsport. You know, that man, I'm not real sure you meant to send me this email, but I'll go ahead and read it. Naked Cleaner says business is booming, making people happy after lockdown. No, business is brooming. Oh, got it. The boss of a naked company says she's been struggling to keep up with the demand since lockdown was lifted. Even claims scrubbing in the buff makes it safer during the pandemic. Is this true, Statman? 
I wouldn't have any idea. I don't. Uh, I don't do many things buffily. <laughs> so, man, <laughs> not that I was indicating that you were part of this naked cleaner. Well, how would I know I if the, you know if it was a good thing unless I did it myself? <laughs> buffily, don't you like that? I came that that came out all by itself, buffily. I'm a, I might I look might. at that man over there. He is buffily stacked. <laughs> well, that's not maybe the proper context for. It. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well, that may buffly. not be. It may not be the proper context for this conversation on a family show. So, Nikki Belton, who launched the Naked Cleaning Company at the beginning of the year, but not long after was forced to put her business on hold as the coronavirus hit. But she says demand for naked cleaners has not has now rocketed Freak Nation, and she believes that uh, people are gladdened to make sure and make use of their quirky service following a difficult few months. Her cleaners carry out tasks such as vacuuming, dusting, wiping services with prices of 95 bucks an hour for topless and lingerie and 121 an hour for fully naked. That sounds like something for Except a for- Law and Order SVU. I mean, I don't know if that's... Uh- yeah. <laughs> that's true. Crasher, you got one? Yes. I tweeted this about three or four days ago. Got a lot of reaction mm. because it is a very reactionary story. There's a woman, or shall we say a factory. That's eh, pretty much just a woman. Mm. who was caught washing and then recycling, reselling over 300,000 used condoms. Where do you you find (laughs) 300,000 used? She must be running a naked cleaning service. (laughs) <laughs> she That's apparently, a great point. Yeah, she received a weekly consignment of condoms from an unidentified source, which she then washed, maybe sterilized. I don't know. She washed them and dried them, and then re what do you call re situated them on a wooden, you know, re situated. Jeez, man. Resized them. We are, do I have a tap dance sound somewhere? Resituated. Yeah, there you go. That's buffalo. That's a buffaloy comment there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it was a buffaloy wooden thing. It yes, yes. This is just bizarre. So anyway, she's clearly been arrested and uh hopefully nobody bought any of these recycled condoms. <laughs> Wow, I'm trying to find something that Triple F has not sent us that it regards sex again. Uh, let's go with this one. Firefighters battle a blaze from 22-ton mountain of chicken crap. Ew. Oh, that has to stink. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Firefighters in Britain said crews from three towns spent three hours extinguishing the flames from a blaze that started with a 22-ton pile of chicken, a chicken manure, baby. Okay, seriously, that stuff stinks. It was a three-alarm fire when the foul-smelling mountain of foul droppings erupted in flames. Experts said the chemicals in the poultry 
manure can cause spontaneous combustion when a pile becomes too large oh, to kidding. allow heat to escape. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. So take that one, Freak Nation. Go ahead, Crash. You guys have heard of Zorawar Singh, right? Who? Zorawar Singh. He holds numerous Guinness Book of World Records for jump rope feats. So recently, he practiced up to four hours a day, six days a week, until he had the skill and control to skip rope speedily while on roller skates. And he did it. He broke a Guinness Book of World Record when he managed 147 skips in 30 seconds while wearing roller skates. That's more than two skips a second. Yeah. 147 times he skipped rope in 30 seconds while wearing roller skates. Wow. That's insane. He practiced four hours every day, six days a week. Practice? We're talking about practice. 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 <laughs> we got plenty of practice of this. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Put anything before your pride. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. <laughs> 